What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? And welcome to Wednesday's episode. So uh, if you you follow the uh, the program, so Monday, Tuesday are our topics, uh, Wednesday's a discussion, and then um, Fridays we talk about everything else. So movies, books, games, all that non-cyber related stuff. Usually it's like 98% non-cyber, but definitely continue to tune in throughout the week. We definitely uh, appreciate all those who uh, already like sharing and subscribing, uh, but I want to increase those numbers. So if you have not already, check out our YouTube channel so you can see our smiling faces as well as leave us comments there. Uh, and, and, you know, hit the like button and share and all that good stuff. And then continue to tune into our uh, audio podcast as well on your platform of choice. But without further ado, I'll give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. So this uh, this discussion this week, right? So it comes from uh, Axios.com, written by Sam Sabin. Sam Sabin um, and it's titled, The Cyber, Cyber Workforce is Slowly but Surely Diversifying, right? And that's what we're all about, right? We're all about diversifying diversifying the cyber uh, cybersecurity workforce. So they had a report that came out, right? So um, what it's saying is that the cybersecurity workforce is becoming less white, but there's still a ways to, to go to attract minority white workers to the field and keep them there, right? So um, it's it's been one of those things where it's been white males have historically dominated, right? When it comes to uh, cybersecurity and and the makeup of it, right? So um, they referenced a report from 2021, I believe it was, so like two years ago, which is is not that old, right? Um, and they say that four percent of cybersecurity workers self-identify as Hispanic, nine percent is black, twenty four percent is women, right? Because that's also diversity, right? When it comes to to being in the field, it, it, they're clearly lacking when it comes to, to women as well like um but what they talk about here is that it's actually going up now right so there is some positive things so uh 66 percent of cyber professionals who joined the field in the last 12 months across canada the uk the us and ireland aren't white which i'm kind of surprised by the ireland one right but i don't know maybe that's <laughs> maybe they have more people of color over there than i thought they did right um but what they're talking about is getting more diversity. And they're actually, what they reference in this report is aiming for more diversity when they put the, the the listings out there, right? So the job listings come out and they actually list in the job listings what they're starting to do, which I thought would be a deterrent, but apparently it hasn't been, is the fact that they have DEI in their companies, right? And that's something that they're working towards. Because um, I was sure that would be one of the things where it would turn people off, right? So people would be like, I don't want to have to deal with that, you know, this, that, and the third, but it hasn't been. They're saying that the inclusion of that, when they've looked at at uh, uh, postings that have that in there, um, it, it's more welcoming for people of color, right? Like um, people of color and women, right? So they're going down a good direction with this. And I, I think it's a good way to go about doing this, right? Like I appreciate it. I like it, right? And again, that's what this, what this podcast is about, right? Is, is highlighting these types of things that are out there, right? So um, they also reference in this article, the demand uh, has been growing for cybersecurity workers, right? And talk about how still woefully understaffed uh, the, the, the field is, right? Um, they talk about that as well, right? So as we've talked about in the past as well, is burnout, right? So you got uh, the cybersecurity workers, uh, they got 61% of them in the study that said that they're burned out, right? Um, which they released they released in a uh, report they did earlier this year in 2023. But um, seeing the uptick, the uptick in minorities, right? Whether they be, whether they be Latino, 
black women as well right um it's a good thing to see here right now and, and i like seeing it and i like the fact that they're actually referencing so you're not actually surprising people when they come into these positions as well right like um they're mentioning the dei things that they're that they work for in the country and the company and people aren't aren't getting in there and then they're like oh i quit because of this that, and the third right because we see that out there right we see you know <laughs> uh, d- depending on what news you look at right how uh, the DEI has become sort of a uh, sort of a, a boogeyman out there uh, for some people that are out there, right? So you don't want somebody to get hired on and be like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. So people are going in with their eyes open, knowing, hey, you're going to have to deal with, you know, the diversity, right? The inclusion, like you're, you're going to have to deal with all of that. And they're still signing on to these jobs. I like to see it, right? Um, and I think it is something that uh, honestly should be more across the board, right? So then you kind of, I don't want to say weed out the people that that could that could be trouble, right? I'm not assuming anybody who doesn't want to deal with DEI is trouble, but anyone who doesn't want to deal with DEI is trouble. I'm saying it, you know what I mean? So, but it is what it is. But Ryan, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, no, th- this was a great article. So I, I had to, there were several different articles um, that popped up when I was looking for something to, to um, discuss when it came to DEI um, or or the, the sort because um, again, that's what the platform's for. But uh, a lot of the news has been negative. Like we talked about it maybe a month ago, where it was a lot of a lot of those initiatives were uh, last one in, first one out, right? So during the layoff craze or wave or whatever you want to call it, which is still happening, which is crazy to me um, that some trillion dollar companies are still letting people go. Um, so hopefully that starts to to um, uh, settle by the end of the year. But uh, to flip it back to being positive, it's good to see that. Uh, even despite all that happening, that so many people of uh, of color uh, and women are are starting to join the force. Um, and then when I I talked to Daryl Brooks uh, last Ask Assist P, uh, he's within the federal government space, so he sees it as a melting body. So he's really surprised that there isn't a lot of uh, diversity because he came out of college into the the federal sector, right? And same thing with me, right? I I went from uh, uh, a year of college into the military it was like oh it's a melting pot like it's people all over the place there wasn't a lot of, of, of women um in in it or cyber but they seem to be a, a lot of diversity but then when you get out to the uh to the quote-unquote real world that is not the case like this article says 69 percent all all white male right um but there's still millions of vacancies so those vacancies can be filled by either more people who uh, are currently uh in the field um or it can you can start to see diversity you can start to see uh, a growth, uh, especially with women making up over half the population, right? So you mean to tell me that only 24% of uh, cybersecurity is female, but there is over 4 billion women in the world, right? Like, and then I, I get it that you have to uh, exclude people who've, who are not in the proper age bracket, right? So let's say a quarter of 4 billion people are available to work in this field. It was like, oh, well, they don't have any interest in it, but that you mean to tell me <laughs> that one billion women out of them, only 24% want to be in cyber, right? It's because it has a, a a stigma or a bad name, right? There's not a lot of women in it. So they're not, I don't see a lot of people who look like me. So I'm not going to necessarily go that field. Or I get in there and I get burnout. We talked about that, how there's a, a huge wave of women leaving cyber because of just uh, being treated unfairly, not uh, being paid the same uh, as the, the male workers and things of that nature. So I say all that to say, uh, there's a lot of opportunity if the people who are currently in the field start to act right. 
and then continue to bring us uh, people of color and women into uh, into the field because it can only strengthen and make uh, the career field better because diversity of thought, diversity of culture, and all of the above just adds to the the melting pot and it gives you ideas you didn't necessarily have because you're used to talking to people and interacting with people who look like you and think like you. Uh, so I think it's all for the best and I cannot wait for the private and public sector to look like the federal government right now, which is very diverse in, in comparison. And then uh, the rising tide uh, floats all ships or whatever the saying is, I probably jacked it all up, but <laughs> it should just continue to get better and better and better across all sectors. Uh, once once that happens, because you'll have access to communities you didn't have access to before, which will bring in that diversity of thought, and and uh, it should help your business, especially with all the growing initiatives, right? Like we have to combat uh, the T1000s pretty soon as uh, generative AI takes over. Uh, so we need people who can think that through to then help us in those situations to to have better policies and programs and procedures. To, uh, techniques, tactics, procedures, all that good stuff um, going into uh, unknown landscape. Because we we didn't, we we have not fixed what's currently out there yet. Cybersecurity is lagging behind. So we need as many people as possible with as many good ideas as possible to not only catch up, but then to get ahead of uh, whatever the future looks like. So I, I'm, I'm down for it. For sure. And, and we've talked about it before on the show, right? Like, so it's not like when, when you have, when you start trying to get more inclusive um, when it comes to women and minorities, it's not like you're trying to take away from the pie, right? The pie is big enough, right? To where you can add more diversity into it yeah. and you, you won't have people that are losing out. Cause I think that's the, I think that's the thought process with, with the, the people that are dominant, right? With the groups that are dominant in the field now is they're just like, well, I don't want to lose what I have. You're not going to lose what you have. There is enough of the pie for everybody to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And unless, so like the only thing I can, I, I can think of that, that will uh, ultimately tumble will be the overemployed. So we don't talk about that enough. We kind of shy away from it. There are people doing two or three different jobs um, because there's so much space and because they're already qualified to be in the field. Uh, and then there's not necessarily a restriction on you having double and triple dipping. Uh, like, I, and I hear a lot of people getting fired because of it, right? Like they figure out like, hey, you work for the competitor. <laughs> so you have to go but I, I think a lot of that will go like you see youtube videos all the time people are like i make 320 million or 320 thousand dollars a year because i have two jobs in cybersecurity. like that come on man <laughs> and, and and you know it's it's crazy right so like I don't, I don't know if you saw this article where google's uh pay was was leaked recently there was an excel spreadsheet that got leaked that showed yeah. google employees were getting paid so like um, you're talking about you, you you mentioned earlier about um these trillion dollar companies having layoffs because like when you read the article, like some of these people are making up to a million dollars in compensation a year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I realize that's a drop in the bucket based on what what the company is making, right? But like that's where they see the cut needing to be made, right? Like right, I don't right. give you a million in compensation when I can give somebody who's young and hungry, I can give them a quarter of that. I can give two hundred fifty thousand and they're happy. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's kind yeah. Of so I, I do. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think that what What's crazy is because uh, I'm not anti-capitalism by any means, right? Like I'm all, I'm all for it. I think what's happening is uh, these these companies who are making record profits are seeing that we can make even bigger record making profits, and then they're they're like, but to do that we have to reset these salaries, which I think I'm of two minds, right? Like if I was a person in a position where I was making that type of money, I I too would not want to uh, let any of it go. But in the grand scheme of things, 
they're going to make you like they're going to be like you have to be cut because we can hire four people for what we're paying you uh to do not necessarily across the board right we're talking about those trillion dollar companies out there not not the mom and pops and things of that nature um but i, I think the pendulum might swing a little too hard and like they're, they're like like we saw like there's that one company was just like i'm gonna get rid of my whole cyber department that's too much <laughs> you were cutting too deep in that regard so i don't want to see anybody lose their job uh but People who are fighting to not let more people in because they feel like their uh, their their salary will be diluted. If you're if you're making a reasonable salary, whichever whatever that is, right, for the amount of work you're putting in, I can't determine what reasonable is to you. It's different to everybody else. Uh, I, I'm talking to people who are overemployed. Like I'm sorry, like if you if you if you are the uh, the person who's able to sneak in two jobs, um, you they're going to figure you out because um, that can be freed up for somebody else. Uh, to come in and potentially work for less, which I don't also want to see. But if it's unreasonable what you're being paid and you're getting paid that twice, they're coming for you, unfortunately. Uh, or fortunately, I don't know. That's not me. So I, hey, I don't have a dog in that fight. <laughs> well, the, the, these trillion dollar companies are also beholden to, stake, to stakeholders, right? Or to stockholders. Yeah. Excuse me, not stakeholders, stockholders. Um, so you don't get to you don't get to be that valuable without being publicly traded, right? And like those stockholders want their dividends, right? That's what they want. They were like, hey, pay yeah. me, pay me some money based off what, what you guys are making, right? And in order to do that, if you want to keep paying them and you want them to keep buying your stock and your stock being considered more valuable, you got to pay out to them, right? And that's right. Uh, also and I think there's a balance there. Like it's okay, you want to free up cap space, but don't do it at the the um don't don't do it and dilute your ability to secure yourself and don't do it to underpay people, right? Like there's a certain uh, amount of compensation for somebody who's doing that type of work for you that they should continue to receive. Um, so don't don't price gouge it either, right? Like uh, people, like don't ask for like you see it all the time. They're asking for a CISP, but they're only trying to pay you uh, like not minimum wage, but you know what I mean, like not a lot of money. But you want somebody with five years of experience to do this thing. So I'm not also I'm not pushing for that either uh, for the the price gouging and just trying to get people because they're down out on their luck. Um, I think the market will will uh, regulate itself at some point because at, at some point you'll be like, well, I'm not going to work for you for that for pennies or what have you. Um, but I don't know what that balance is. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm new out here, like I'm not, I'm no longer have a pay grade, <laughs> so I don't know what that looks like. But I'm just hoping that uh, recruiters become more realistic with their expectations, what they're asking for, to give people more opportunity, entry level job, or actually be an entry level job, and that um, people are not uh, gatekeeping because they're just trying to, to uh, keep their pay as high as possible, um, but in an unrealistic fashion. Like, yeah, I want to keep my pay as high as possible as well, but I'm also not uh, working for two or three different companies at, at the same time. So we'll see, we'll see what the future holds. But definitely uh, continue to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Continue to tune in. Hopefully I didn't just lose a quarter of our uh, subscribers because they're like, hey, I... <laughs> <laughs> I have three jobs, um, but I, I think well, more than likely it's people trying to break in stuff like that are, are, are a lot of our uh, listeners and audience. So uh, they're like, yeah, it makes a space for me. So we'll see what the future holds, but uh, definitely hit us up by um, all the websites that go by our name. Give me a person. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. Find me on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads. Stay safe, stay secure. <laughs> Thank you.